Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Raising Independent Thinkers. This show is a space for families who are homeschooling or thinking about homeschooling. We'll explore alternative teaching methods, federal and state homeschooling laws, and most importantly, this show is a platform where families can inspire one another on how to raise independent thinkers. I'm your host, Bathsheba Omani, Montessori educator, homeschooling consultant, owner of Homeschool Guide LLC, and mother of two. Let's get started. Good evening, everyone. This is the Raising Independent Thinker Show. I'm your host, Beth Sheba. Happy New Year. There goes my corny um, sound effects. <laughs> I hope that you had a wonderful week and are feeling well and feeling blessed. Um, it's such an exciting time. I'm feeling really good about this year and what's to come. And hope you are two out there. Um, I feel that more and more people are slowly shifting into this new age of consciousness and ready for a complete reset, which I think we all need right now. I think last year was difficult for many people, and I feel that this year will hopefully awaken many people into transforming their thoughts. And my hopes are that many of you will have a prosperous year not just um, financially, but also spiritually, personally, and creatively. So I read this quote the other day um, that says, and I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. Those who resist the light of the new consciousness have a stake in making themselves deaf and blind to it. Those who follow it will find the deepest joy and blessings and need not fear anything. And I I couldn't find the author to that. It was an unknown author. But I feel um, those words deep in my spirit when I think about it. Just the other night before New Year's Eve, I woke up around 3 o'clock in the morning and I started reflecting, which I normally do when I wake up at that time. And I started thinking about how this is a really good time for us to step into our own connection of our of our higher power and it's time for individualism to come forth and i feel that the days of conformity are slowly coming to an end which i'm so happy about you know people are being more open-minded and seeing things differently and wanting to learn in a different way um My daughter told me a few weeks ago that this is the age of Aquarius, and being an Aquarius myself, I find it inspiring that people are becoming more creative, um, which is now becoming essential for those who want multiple streams of income and just to who want to be genuinely happy in what they're doing each and every day. Um, Social media has become a place where, as you know, people are able to voice their opinions and network outside their local community. 
Um, so this digital age is allowing us to create so much more than we've ever thought of. And I think this is also a time that if you have an idea for a business, start applying it now. If your child has an idea, start encouraging them now. You know, don't wait. Um, I'm sure many of you out there have thought and thought and thought about ideas in the past, but haven't really done anything with your thoughts. And I'm saying this because I have been there where I'm trying to figure out how am I going to do this and that, overthinking, which has wasted so much of my time. And I learned that the more I declare and vision what I want, the more I'm able to manifest it into my life. And I'm hope, hopefully I'm encouraging someone's creativity out there and I'm confident that you will do the same for your child or um, family member. You know, we can all use some form of encouragement from time to time. But the most important thing to remember is to have that faith in yourself um, and to teach your child how to have that faith in themselves and know that you can do anything you put your mind to. So before I continue, um, I wanted to talk about our prosperity ritual that we had on New Year's Eve. Akeem and I and the kids, uh, we really enjoyed getting prepared for the new year um, by writing down our desires and what we envision for this, this new year. And we wrote down our goals on paper together with about 50 to 60 of our listeners on Zoom. And together we affirmed all of our goals. And it was also a time for us to forgive ourselves I, I felt, and others in exchange for our inner peace. And I think the ceremony also provided a time to let go of things that no longer serve you. And during the ceremony, I shared a cleansing prayer, which I think I'm going to recite from time to time. And I'll go ahead and share it with you all um, that missed it. So if you're listening, repeat, um, repeat it after me. And I'm just going to take a sip of water. Okay, so it says, I cleanse myself of all selfishness, resentment, critical feelings for my fellow beings, self-condemnation, and misinterpretation of my life's experiences. I bathe myself in generosity, appreciation, praise, love, and gratitude for my fellow beings. Self-acceptance and enlightened understanding of my life's experiences. And so it is. So whenever I read that, I feel such a weight being lifted. Um, I think our words are so powerful and we should practice giving ourselves more gratitude and praise each and every day and letting, letting go those things that don't serve us. So I also wanted to mention um, some of the things I'm really looking forward to this year with my homeschool guide business. 
I am very excited to announce that I am adding online classes for families out there who are looking for more learning opportunities for their kids from preschool age to upper elementary. And the classes will be fun, they'll be interactive, focusing on different topics of interest. So, for example, yin yoga, which is good for increasing circulation and has many other good benefits. Mindfulness, horticulture, Native American heritage studies, indigenous studies, learning about the cultures and histories in a way that your child can understand. Classes that cover, of course, mathematical concepts, financial classes, language arts, book club for kids, cooking classes, and more. Um, and all the classes will be online. Your child will receive a certification at the end. And I am working on accreditation so that um, the standard courses are credited. And there will be options for enrolling for a series of classes or just a single class. All of our um, instructors will be certified and background checked. So I've really thought about this. Um, and I plan to have these classes available starting this summer. My goal is to provide classes that we normally do not learn in a traditional school. So if you have any idea for a class that you want your child to learn, please call in and let me know. Um, and I am really, really excited about that. I've received many inquiries of families wanting to enroll their child into a class. So I figured let's make that happen this year. So I'm in the process of getting the Homeschool Guide Academy up and running. So please keep that in mind. Another thing I'm working on this year is completing my ebook, um, which I started about a month ago. And it's called Seven Sim Simple Steps to Start a Homeschool giving you a complete step-by-step -step guide and teaching your child at home. And my hopes is that it will be complete sometime before the summer. So you'll be hearing more about what's going on with that as time goes on. More and more people are deciding to pull kids out of the traditional and private schools now. So this book will help support you with all the things you need to know. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to my website. It is www.home-schoolguide.com. And you'll be able to get all the notices as to when things are happening. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and take a five-minute break, and then we'll get into our topic of how to motivate artistic creativity. Remember, if you want to join in on the conversation, please call in. The number is 425-569-5169. Okay, I'll be back soon. likely comes to mind when you think New Year. Because most people follow the Gregorian calendar, which has 365 days or 12 months in the year, January 1st is the New Year. 
But depending on who you speak with, New Year reaches far beyond January 1st. Chinese New Year, also known as the Lunar New Year and Spring Festival, is celebrated between January 21st and February 20th. Millions of people around the world celebrate the 15-day festival with friends and family, share a meal, wear traditional clothing, light fireworks, participate in colorful parades, and decorate their homes, neighborhoods, and streets with lanterns. What's very important in a lot of these traditions, uh, especially the Asian traditions, is the idea that New Year's represents a turning point. It's a, an extremely auspicious day, it's, but it's about this idea that by doing these things, you are plugging into a, um, a supernatural power that will bring life and good fortune to you and your family. Each year, Chinese New Year is dedicated to an animal that has its significance in the Chinese lunar calendar. Another big celebration is Rosh Hashanah, meaning Head of the Year in Hebrew, also known as the Jewish New Year. Celebrated on the seventh month of the Jewish lunisolar calendar between September and October. It's a solemn occasion, it's a religious occasion, and it's muted. The celebration is muted. Rosh Hashanah, uh, you know, which occurs in the fall, is uh, a two-day celebration that begins the the, the, the most important um, time of the Jewish religious uh, year, which is uh, the the ten days of uh, repentance of self-reflection, of, uh, you know, measuring yourself against uh, what is expected of you uh, from God and from uh, the community. A popular ritual on Rosh Hashanah involves using the shafur, an old wind instrument to mark the beginning of a 10-day period, leading to another festival called Yom Kippur. Even though it is, it's not the kind of lights and fireworks and drinks and uh, you know uh, that we associate with uh, New Year's Day in a secular society, it brings the community together. Nowruz is celebrated by over 300 million people worldwide, which is the Persian New Year, and the 3,000-year-old Iranian celebration marks the beginning of spring and is observed on either March 20th or 21st, the first day of the year on the Iranian solar calendar. It's more of a you know, first day of spring celebration. The more important thing is to visit the homes of family and friends, honoring uh, elders. You'll more than likely come across what's known as the huff table, displaying at least seven items that include some form of sprout or grass for rebirth and renewal, dried fruit for love, apples for beauty and health, garlic for medicine and self-care, a sweet pudding for wealth and fertility, vinegar for patience and wisdom, and a Persian spice for more sunrises. Millions of Muslims around the world celebrate the Islamic New Year, which is observed on a different day each year. It falls on the first day of the first month of the Islamic lunar calendar called Mahram. It's also known as the Herji New Year, or Arabic New Year. It's a time to commemorate Prophet Muhammad fleeing from Mecca to Medina with his followers in 622 AD to escape the dominant culture at the time that didn't allow them to practice their faith. For most Muslims, New Year's is a, a minor holiday it's, or a minor day. It's celebrated, it's acknowledged, but it, it doesn't have the same kind of cultural weight as it does, let's say, in China or, or among Sikhs, uh, for example, or, or in the Jewish community. Vesaki, also known as Vesaki, the Harvest Festival and the Sikh and Punjabi New Year. It's observed by Sikhs and some Hindus on either the 13th or the 14th of April each year, based on the Nanak Shahi calendar, a solar calendar used by the Sikhs. 
But Vesaki isn't only a celebration of a new year. It also commemorates the establishing of Khalsa, a process used to describe Sikhs who've been baptized. And in Thailand, people celebrate the Buddhist New Year with a three-day water fight. What initially started off as people pouring water over Buddha statues. But people in Thailand aren't just soaking each other for fun, even though there's lots of that happening at the Songkran Festival. Splashing water is meant to wash away bad luck from the previous year. And in most of these countries, the New Year is considered a public holiday, a time for people to be with their friends and families. But that's not always a privilege that people who are living away from their native countries can partake in. For these uh, you know, immigrant communities and long-established communities, these traditions are, are very, very important. They, they're markers both of um, religious identity but also of ethnic identity. They become really strong touchstones for the community. While there are different ways to celebrate the New Year, depending on which cultural celebration you follow, what they all have in common is the idea of congregating with their friends, families, and their global community at large to celebrate new beginnings. Thank you for watching Global News. If you enjoyed what you saw, like the video. You can also hit the subscribe button for the latest international news and trending videos. Okay, I'm back. Um, I just had to go grab my tea. So you're listening to the Raising Independent Thinker show. And the topic this evening is about how to motivate artistic creativity. If you would like to join in on the conversation, you can call in at 425-569-5169 and hit the number one. Um, and remember, if you have any ideas um, for classes that you would like your child to be enrolled in our online academy, which I talked about earlier, um, this coming summer, please let me know. You could either call in or send me a private email at homeschoolguide1 at gmail. So how do we um, motivate ourselves and our children to be creative? That's the question. As I mentioned before, this is the best time for the individual thinker, for those that have creative minds, for those who are artistic and want to express themselves, for those who have an idea for a business. And we must be very careful not to discourage ourselves or our children when we have an idea about something. I, I used to always say to myself and other people that I'm not creative. And I actually really believed that in the past. And in result of that, the ideas that I did have were quickly washed away with doubt, with uncertainty, with hesitation. And it's unfortunate when we don't see the potential of our own ideas and the ideas that our children may have. Um, as a former teacher, I always felt that Art was something um, that was kind of burdensome. Um, it was always it was an area that I felt I wasn't good at. I always found art challenging to interpret. As a kid, um, I never really cared about it, or so I thought. I always felt judged that maybe my project wasn't good enough, because when you think about it, most of our art lessons and projects were controlled, and it was all about the product. 
And I would try my very best to make my art exactly, you know, look exactly the way the teacher wanted it. And I also think I was a bit of a perfectionist when I was younger. So it became just frustrating for me and not fun. And being creative should never feel that way. It should be the exact opposite experience. So over the years, I've trained myself to understand the definition of art, being that it is a form of expression. And this helped me realize that art can be found in places all around us. It it can be found in a song, in a dance, a beautiful collage of pictures, in nature, and even in people. And everyone is entitled to their own preference and expressions about art. So that means that what I, what I might find beautiful, you may not. Or what I might think is a beautiful piece of clothing, you may, you may think it's ugly. <laughs> and that's okay. So over the years, I've learned to accept uh, my sense of art and creative expression And I realized that my imagination is a good thing and that I am creative. And it's also helped me to respect someone else's creativity. I think um, about Maria Montessori, and she emphasizes that the process is more important than the product. And I feel that this is one of the biggest lessons that I learned being a classroom teacher. And it's one of the things that we're missing when trying to motivate creativity. So everything is a process and we must go through the process of learning in whatever we do. We must learn to see the beauty in it and find a way to enjoy it. And that is how um, we can come to appreciate it. So my daughter, Rachel, who just finished high school, um, I'm going to give her some claps. Let's see if this will work. So I've been enjoying playing around with these sounds all day, (laughs) Uh, maybe too much. So she just completed high school mid-year with all honors. Um, I'm extremely proud of her. Very smart girl. And she has a determined mind when it comes to certain things. Um, She has strong beliefs. She's very independent. And she's decided that she doesn't want to go to a four-year university. And she wants to learn more about the film industry and how, um, and how that works. And she applied to a conserv- conservatory in New York, um, the New York Film Academy. And she's done all her research. She seems very excited about it. Um, and in the meantime, while she waits on her acceptance, she's been enrolled in a teacher training course in teaching yoga. So she'll get her two-hour, 200-hour certificate to teach yoga. And she also will be working alongside me, supporting me with um, homeschool guide business. And my daughter has other talents that she's interested in, like photography and visual arts. And she's still mastering her craft. So I'm saying all of this. um, I do feel a sense of relief. And I'm really proud of her that she is doing what she enjoys and she knows what it, that it will take hard work and it is a process, but I, you know, I'm not going to lie. When she first told me that she didn't want to go to a university, I did have, um, you know, a little small panic attack 
and had to battle within myself and how I should react and support her. And I don't think I did well in the beginning, but I feel like I've learned to accept her thoughts and what she wants to do with her life. Of course, things may change and she might decide to take up another interest and do something different. So I've learned to accept it and it's put me at peace. And for me, I think I had to come um, to terms that it's okay if she doesn't do what all her friends are doing and she's okay with it. But um, not only that she's okay with, you know, not conforming, but she has plans of her own to be successful. And I think that that's what I'm most proud of. Um, But again, I had to get over that feeling of, oh, you know, what, what are people going to think or say if my child doesn't get an official degree from college, but I have come, come into terms with that. And I think as parents, you know, we want We always want the best for our children, of course, but we sometimes stifle their growth by injecting too much of ourselves and not giving them more opportunities to think on their own. And there's a poem that I absolutely love, and it's called On Children, um, and it's by Khalil Gibran, and I'll go ahead and read it to you. This is one of my favorite poems. It reads, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life goes not backward nor tarries with yesterday. You are the boughs from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might that his arrows may go swift and far. So again, that's one of my favorite poems. Um, It's by Khalil Gibran. And it definitely reminds me that, you know, my children are their own individual. They are not me. And I want them to be better than me. So I think as parents, um, it's important that we give our children a wide range of activities to choose from and explore so that they can decide what they would like to gravitate towards. I know I've, I've had tried to get both of my kids into sports, um, learning an instrument, dance, music. I tried to get my son into playing the drums at one time when he was younger. And eventually they will show you what they enjoy. And it's important to motivate them um, when they show you. So again, if you um, want to join in on the conversation, um, please call in. Or if you have any questions um, about the online academy, please call in. Okay, so three ways um, that you can motivate creativity is by acknowledging, asking questions, 
and appreciating the process. So acknowledging, um, you're acknowledging their interest, whether that's, you know, voice acting, if they're interested in uh, playing chess, painting, whatever it is, it's, it's a good to acknowledge what your child is doing. Um, there's a feeling of acceptance when a parent can say, I see you, I see what you're interested in, and I acknowledge you. The second one, um, asking questions. So if they like to paint, you might want to find out um, the different types of paints that are out there. So there's acrylic paints, there's watercolors, pastels, and ask them, you know, which one is your favorite? Um, My daughter loved to paint when she was younger, um, and she has lots of paints, but she now she's into something else but she she absolutely loved paint painting when she was young um so maybe they they might be into dancing and you can ask them what type of music do they like to dance to what type of dance do they prefer hip hop tap ballet and by asking your child questions you're supporting their creativity and motivating them to think about their interests and the last one is to appreciate the process um, because learning anything, like I said before, is a process. Delving into your creative mind is a process. And then um, being motivated to apply what you've learned is a process. And every one of us goes through our processes differently. So always remember that when you're supporting your child and you can also apply these things for yourself as well. So I hope um, that you all enjoy the show. Uh, we have several shows on this platform. Um, the Bun Bay Show on Mondays at 7 p.m. The Truth Tuesdays with Akeem L. at 7 p.m. Solomon's Temple Show on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. The Divine Connection Show on Thursdays with Tasia and Jessica at 7 p.m. And of course, my show, Raising an Independent Thinker, every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Um, And these are all wonderful shows. Um, There's all different types of topics about health and spirituality. So um, please join in and listen in during the week. Okay, well, I hope you all have a blessed week. Stay healthy, and I will talk to you next week. Peace.